0: you know, I find that podcasting is growing. It's cool. I think a lot of people, not a lot of people because this is me too, but I think it, it lacks creativity. Um, mm-hmm. and I want to see it get more creative. Like I'm, I'm not talking like creative content. I mean like creative marketing strategies, creative, like how do we get more people to listen to it? How can we be more creative in our strategies and ways we reach out to people or, or connect with people? So creativity and, and um, helping people with that. I think my next focus is really building a a community of people and, and content um, and coaching around how to grow and monetize it. Because that's like, there's three big questions in podcasting. Number one, how do I launch it? Number two, how do I grow it? Number three, how do I make money with it? Those are the three, if you go to any Facebook group, those are the three hottest questions bar, bar none. Um, a million other technical questions underneath each of those as subcategories, but Those are the three big questions.
1: So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin and this is the Money Talkers podcast? Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host Cody Laughlin. I have the king of podcasting with me here today. I've got Luis Diaz. He is also the founder of Podcast Nomination and the author of How to Get Your First One Hundred Thousand Downloads in One Hundred Days, which I've read and is fantastic. Lewis has launched and consulted from fifty different podcasts, or I'm sorry, podcasts and helped his clients generate over five and a half million downloads for some of the most well-known entrepreneurs, personal brands, uh, that you can find online from NFL athletes. to so Olympic medalists to nine figure entrepreneurs to venture capitalists and has taught many thought leaders across a dozen or more industries. And so after that, welcome to the show, Lewis. Dude, Cody, thanks for having
0: me on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I've seen you in the Facebook group and seen you around like growing your podcasts, um, like silently, like, and I'm, I love it, man. So, it's it's an honor to be here.
1: Honestly, man, I gotta tell the truth. the The podcast is really just for me. Like, I just get to pick people's <laughs> brains, and it gives me it opens a door for me to be able to just like structure an hour of amazing conversation that I get to grow from and learn from, and uh, and hopefully uh, have some impact on the listeners so that they can uh, follow along. And but honestly, there's a little bit of selfishness in my podcast where I get to talk to people like yourself. So. <laughs> It gets, yeah, it gets me going. So let's talk, man. Let's uh, tell me about, I mean, I, I know that we're going to get into kind of the podcast stuff and, and getting there, but like, how did you end up in this industry?
0: Um, So that's a great question. So you and I both have, we both have the same alma mater UCF. So coming out of UCF, um, oh, nice. you know, Orlando is like <laughs> a, yep. You know, Orlando is a, a big hotel space. So I was originally in, in the hospitality space and my parents, we, ran restaurants our entire lives i was basically set to be a restaurant guy make a million bucks a year and i could have just done that path and went with my parents bakery and just scaled it and grew it i realized early on in ucf that i did not like restaurants and i did not like working on weekends or holidays or late nights um so, yeah there's no time uh, off in a
1: restaurant <laughs> there is
0: not there's not so i was in the hospitality industry um realized i didn't like it and i just sat in my car one day and I was like what do I like like what do I actually like doing that I don't want to like bang my head against a wall every time I just to get paid for it so um, I looked around I was I like man I love fit, fitness and health and I love training people and working out and um, so that kind of got me into understanding how to train people how to work out I got a couple of certifications at my senior year in college and uh, outside of leaving college I started to train people in the gym at LA Fitness actually and I quickly like racked up a ton of clients and started to really just build out a suite of people, but realize, Hey, there's only so many hours in the day. And I only get paid like 1250 an hour when they're charging, like, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks a session. So something's wrong here. <laughs> you know? um, so I didn't like that math. So I decided to um, figure out, well, how do I get clients outside of LA fitness? How do I start to build my own suite so I can charge higher prices and, and start to like grow this thing. So I studied, that was 2014, 15, um, I started to to learn like how do I build a suite of clients um, and, and kind of use it, use it, training, my love, my passion to kind of build my own little business because I realized kind of early on that I didn't like working for people. Um, I didn't like being told when to be certain places. I hated, I was a night auditor. So I have a little bit of an accounting finance background. Um, I did night auditing for for Marriott for a little bit in college uh so i was okay when it came to like understanding money and i was just like well i don't want to get paid to do this stuff i'm pretty st- sturdy there let me um like try and figure out this thing online so after realizing hey i've got like this little personal training business um but it's hard to scale cuz it's only me and there's only so many hours in the day i started to look online for people who were doing it and i came across some great some great people who were in health and fitness, but they weren't really, they weren't training people. They were selling info products. They were training people online and they were just having a, look like they were having a lot more fun than I was <laughs> at the time. So I was, I was, you know, 21, 22, trying to figure out how do I take this on this fitness business and turn it on to an online business. And, um, this was after college. I had some money saved up from my parents in a, and it was like a mutual funds account. And I took that money and I spent it like literally like twenty grand of it, Cody, like all on like mentors, coaching. Um, I, I racked up. I, I mean, I blew that through through that money.
1: Um, so. I'm curious who who got you to pull the trigger first? Like, what was what was who was the one that uh, that got to you first that you were like, man, I'm gonna hire this this coach and see what happens.
0: Oh man! So so the first one was um, was Vince Del Monte and Vince. If people know that come the fitness space, he's the skinny guy savior. And Vince was my coach for a couple of years. And he really, he's the one who helped me pivot from fitness to podcasting.
1: Really? Because
0: yeah, yeah. And he was, so I I originally went to him to learn how to build an info product online in the fitness space and, and learn how to build funnels and learn how to sell um, and write copy. And uh, that, you know, I was doing that for with him for about a year and it really wasn't taking off. And I had this podcast I had started to like, in the meantime, I started a podcast on the side just to talk about my health and fitness business and started to get traction with that and that this is how kind of podcasting came into the fold it was just my outlet of doing to do content i was seeing people do youtube and writing blogs and i was like i'm gonna be the podcast guy because i suck at writing i suck at being on camera but i can talk (laughs) so i was like you know let me just let's do that and i bought literally cody a 12 dollar course that taught me how to do my do podcasting on udemy and um failed at my first one And then started to like rebuild it and and practice again and get better. Uh, and Vince, my coach at the time, he saw me doing this and he was like, well, you know, I'm looking to start a podcast. Do you think if I paid you, could you, you know, could you start my podcast? I was like, I don't know, maybe, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I was making more money doing that. He was going to, he was going to basically pay me more money doing that. than than I would have made had I sold like, like 20 eBooks. So I'm like, I'll do that all day. Um, it was 500 bucks I like, you was know, selling a $27 ebook at the time. So I'm like, Hmm, how many ebooks do I have to sell to make my rent? Or, you know, <laughs> um, so it was a pretty easy math equation. It was like, I'll, I'll, let's try and do this podcasting thing. So that's kind of, that's what got me into it. i um, a mentor and him just kind of seeing like, Hey, you're okay at this, but you're really good at this. And this is taking off for you. Why don't you double down on that?
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, you, you skip through kind of breeze over like well i did one and it failed but so i knew and you kind of start on the next one but like honestly man if you don't do the first one to fail the second one doesn't yeah. come right
0: exactly and, and i realized not like, to do
1: exactly yep <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. um because I'm, I'm a big believer in taking action right i um i the saying like knowledge is power is such a falsehood because it's not right like taking it you have to if you know if you know everything and don't do anything it doesn't matter right yeah, um, I went to so, college for four years and
0: had a lot of knowledge, um, but not a lot of, didn't really do anything with it. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know some stuff I don't need to know. I know that for sure. Um, but we didn't talk anything about money or entrepreneurship in school. So, you know, right. that was kind of where money talkers came from was just like that realization, you know, like, um, that a lot of the things that we pull are just teaching us to learn, not to, not to, not to actually take action or things that are going to be applicable out there in the real world. And so, yeah. Um, as you went and you transitioned into basically his podcast, like, did you, um, did you kind of realize at that moment, like, wait, this could be a business?
0: Yeah. It, you know, funny thing. I didn't even know what to charge. I didn't know you could charge for this kind of stuff. And I was like, what do you mean is go buy the course that I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know like what I could charge. I didn't know that this was a business, but I realized that I could tell automatically that I was better at it than I was selling fitness products. I was, um, it just seemed natural. There's a need in the marketplace. And I was like, you know, I think it was October of like 27, 20 or 2017. I was like, let me double down on this and really focus like no more fitness stuff. No more of this old me, which is hard because everyone knew me as the fitness guy. Yeah. Uh, But um, yeah, making that shift was and focusing on one thing was that big light bulb for me.
1: That's awesome, man. And that's, um, so it's kind of, you you said something there where you said, uh, I didn't realize that I could charge this. Why don't you just go get the course? Right? Like I did. And so, but if you're the guy who's great at coaching fitness coaches, like that's your one thing. Right. 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 So it's much better (laughs) to pay you to take care of the stuff. (laughs) As yeah. opposed to, you know, someone doing that for, you know, someone staying, getting out of their lane, right? Which I think is a very important thing is that if you've got your thing to run with it, um, it, it can be profitable, right? And yeah. that's the that's thing that like I think a lot of uh, kids don't, you know, they get asked like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, how do you, you don't even know what the thing is yet. Right. You know, and I feel like that's no where we get stuck a lot of times in jobs that we don't love is because we chose something just based on what we knew was out there.
0: Yeah. And and this is something that I wish my parents would have taught me, which I know we'll get to a little bit later, which is like, you don't have to do everything. My like my dad will always tell me, man, you got to learn how to do the plumbing and the electric and the, everything in the restaurant because you, you can't pay people to do this stuff because it's too expensive. I'm like, well, wait a minute. My time is more expensive. You know, if he can do a job in an hour, what I would, would take me three or four why wouldn't I pay him for an for an hour? And I was never brought up like that, so getting into business that hurt me. Yeah. Um, and that's something I wish my parents would have taught me. Like, look, like your your time is your most valuable asset. So yeah, look, they just could tie it back to the show. Like that's one thing, man. Like I, that would have saved me so much time. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, as a driver, well, so I know there's um you know there's this, the talk of like um like integrators and visionaries right it's kind of a yep. concept with entrepreneurs and it's like as as someone like yourself who's going to drive out and go out and go you know want to push the you got to push the revenue side up and then mm-hmm. sometimes expenses come with that but you need people to take care of those things so that you can It's time cost of money right, right. so if you're spending four hours you know what are fixing the pipe right and you could be spending four hours like driving the business yep. then it's way more expensive that way right what your thoughts on the.
0: Oh man. It's, it's something that like my parents still own a restaurant and I tell them this cause I'm like, I have my own business now, you know, like, um, I may even make more money than them next year. Like, I don't know. So, but I try to tell them like this kind of stuff, like, you know, like dad, mom, like you guys need to spend time focusing on driving the revenue, like pay the people what they want, you know, to fix the pipes and fix all the other stuff, you know, like, but like in, in my own business too, I'm like, you know, I know what I'm good at and I know what I suck at now. And I yeah. think, once you come to grips with that you can you're much easier to let like part ways with money to get the professionals on
1: <laughs> what is it they they're they're paid to do well I find with a lot of people that go in to be uh, business owners um, or we'll call them entrepreneurs but long, you know, they become business owners right so they like they have something they're really good at and then they try to open a business around it a lot of times you get, you get stuck because there's six pieces to a business right there's sales and marketing or two you've got operations and customer service and then you've got finance side of it. Right. Which is basically like you've got, you know, not only just for your recording, but you've got your collections and payments and all those kinds of things. Yep. And so most people don't go into business with a plan for all six pieces of that. Right. Mm-hmm. The fun one is marketing. That's what everyone, yeah. wants, that's the one everyone wants to talk about. Right. It's like, wow, we're going to tell people, you know, and it's like, that's what everybody usually kind of drives into in operations. So you usually get into a business because you're really, you're good at something or you learned a skill you're like, well, yep. like you said, I made 12 bucks an hour working for LA Fitness, but like, why am I not making the 60? Right. Because they own the building and the people and the staff, the business, they run all those other pieces of the business. And so <laughs> you go in to go personal finance, right? And you're like, or go into personal training. It's like, oh man, like I can do Why am I, why am I not getting, you know, hundreds of people in here? Cause it's you yeah. know, the other pieces of the business a lot of times. And so as people structure those things out, you really got to figure out which parts of those you should be really good at and get people for the other parts of it. Yeah you know like most painters are not good marketers nope right i won't say all of them because i don't know there are obviously great painter marketers i'm sure out there but i'm just saying you know like in the business side of it um and so as you've gone have you as you built kind of a podcast agency right and so yeah. you've gotten these people like how did you how did you go from you know your first client to you know getting up to where you've got, you know, had 50 plus clients. Like where did that, where did, where did that, um, where was that path? Like, what did that look like?
0: Yeah, I'll say it was three main things if I look back at three main things. Number one, I doubled down on outbound organic reach out. I reached out to people and I, and I already had results. So I produced results for my client. I did something for free for another guy. I took a show from like $33,000 to 110,000 downloads. So I had street cred. And I took those results and people get in the business now, like do charge, don't charge anything and get some dang good results and, and then go and show them to people. So I, I literally DM'd a bunch of people who were my ideal clients on Instagram and said, Hey, I work with so-and-so and so-and-so I've helped them grow X amount of downloads. Um, are you, have you been ever considered starting a podcast? And I would send out 50, 50 or so a day to people who are like influencers on Instagram, who I knew had the resources, they had the reach I know I could make results with, produce results for them because they already had an established brand. And um, I hustled to get my first four to five clients. Um, mind you, I had already, as a broke college kid, I had already spent 18 grand on a mastermind to insert myself into circles of other rich people who are way ahead of me. So I had, I was blooming, I was kind of like hustling here. And then I also had connections to an ad, like to, to, you know, my coach's network. And yeah. he's like, once I made results for him, he referred me out to another guy and another guy and another guy. Um, so of masterminds hustling on, on social media and then events like I, I spent, you know, way more than I made <laughs> in that first that first year going to events, the click funnels, events, traffic and conversions, other masterminds, one day events, um, local events. So I just got out there and, um, connected with people. So those are three big things, events, masterminds, and just hustling on, you know, on, on my DMS and, and Instagram.
1: Yeah. I, um, people ask me a lot of times, like, how do you, how do you get certain guests? And a lot of times, honestly, I just message them. Yeah. I think a lot of people just are scared (laughs) to it. So they don't, they don't do it. Like I usually just send them a message and I'm like, you know, I try to do voice or a video if I can. Um, and I, and and it's really amazing. Like how, how much people who have had success are willing, I see, you know, you see these patterns, they're kind of willing to help or be open to opportunities. Yeah. I, I see that pattern quite a bit on people that are really high achievers is that they're they're usually welcome to you know kind of connecting and talking about their story that if if they believe it can help the audience yep Yep, exactly um, I had
0: a story of once I had a I was at an event a couple of years ago and this guy who's a billionaire came and sat at my table and I was in the way back he was a speaker and I was just hanging out in the back sitting. It was like a and me, me like another guy. And this guy who's just spoke a couple, you know, maybe like half an hour ago, comes and sits at our table. He's now a client. Um, just because he sat, I sat at the right table <laughs> and we had a great conversation. I asked him some thought provoking questions and we stayed in touch and I followed up with him for about a year and a half. And then eventually this year he became a client that's and, fantastic. you know, it's things like that. Like I couldn't predict that that's, that, there's no paid advertising in that, um, so, you know, just
1: hustle. Well, yeah, but it's also taking the, the time. So when you're at events to be present. Yes. Right. That's mm-hmm. a big, that's a, there's a big key there, which is not being just out and and willing to be able to talk to somebody or being, I guess, I don't want to say unafraid, but open to having conversations. Because a lot of times if someone sat down at a table and somebody said, that guy's a billionaire, most people would just plan up. I was
0: scared was for sure. Like, yeah, I was definitely, I was like, uh, what if I asked a stupid question? This guy's in the tech and real estate space. Like he knows a lot, but I asked him a very, um, a question that like humbling. It's kind of like, Hey, like, how would you, if I wanted to, I I think it was, I was asking for his advice, Yeah. not trying to introduce myself, Um, not asking him for something. Exactly. I was like, how would you approach this problem? And, and then he is like went off on a tangent and a super helpful guy and you know, so so yeah for anyone listening at this like yeah trust me i was not was not puffing my chest out it was more of like (laughs) this may sound stupid but (laughs) you know
1: well um, you know for me i think that um finding mentor people like that is a huge key for kids um that Mm -hmm. they don't uh it's a really big valuable lesson right which is if you see someone who is even if they're you know if they're local they're just a family friend or the guy that you know that owns the pizza shop or the entrepreneur down the street and you see a guy who's running a business or doing these things like if you ask them for advice they're more likely you know i find them to be more likely to give you advice i really feel like anybody in the world will give you advice and a lot of times our our life path is determined by who we accept our advice from It's right because everybody's willing to give you advice everyone. right <laughs> yeah. and so if you want to get somewhere take the advice from the guy who's already got there. yeah right yeah, exactly and then like yeah. you said you can you can then parlay through their experiences and through their network and you can leverage those things faster than if you don't
0: oh yeah i mean you our parents are always giving us advice right and some it's good some it's bad uh, in business i i decided not to take their advice because i looked at their results I was like, they're working pretty hard and they don't seem too happy. And I love them um, and they raise me well. But I was like, I, I want to choose someone else's results because I see other people who are happier. They seem further along. So I just made that decision to like, hmm, like where should I get my advice about business from? Yeah. dad or the guy who's doing seven, eight figures who seems a bit happier than his life than maybe he's not. And maybe yeah. that's my perception of it. But yeah, yeah. Choosing where you get your your, your advice from is, <laughs> is big.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of advice out there, you know, let's go it that way. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, as, as you've gone and you've gotten these, you know, basically super high achievers, you know, like you said, NFL athletes, Olympic medalists, like, you know, billionaire nine figure entrepreneurs, these kind of things. What do you see? And uh, as characteristics that are patterns in them.
0: Mm, this is a great question. Uh, it's the speed of implementation. If I give them a tip on their podcast, you can bet your bottom dollar that next week they'll have it up and implemented. The ones who don't do that, they'll flounder with it. They'll think about it. They'll ponder it. They'll forget about it. They never get anywhere. So these guys, they're amazing action takers. And, um, you shared an amazing quote with me earlier, before we, I think before we got on the call was, you know, um, there's more harm in indecision than there is in the wrong decision. And, uh, like these guys are not afraid to fail. They're not afraid to act. If you say, "Hey, you should throw up a landing page to talk about this and get some emails," like, or you know, or do this promotion, then they'll do it and they'll they'll send it to me next the next day or the next week. So that's the biggest thing I find across all the board. Like they're fast influencers.
1: That's a uh, that's a big takeaway, man. That's a um, that's an important thing because uh, you, when you make a decision, I feel like once you've done it, do it. Like that's it. Don't second guess whatever the decision was. You thought it was like once you've made the decision, the time to I think the time to, uh, you know, question, challenge, discuss, whatever you want to call it is before the decision. Yeah. Right. in yeah. business. And so once you make it, just live with it and go. Cause that yeah. whole time that you worry is just wasted or it's going to, it's that you're going to be self fulfilling with a failure of a, of, a, of a decision. If you continue to not go at it hundred mm-hmm. percent, it's kind of the way I feel about it. You know? Yeah. Um, And so when you talk about, when you come into these guys, what, what, and so not just the guys who have a brand built already, um, as a brand new startup podcast stuff, like what do you see? That's uh, a real, um, something that moves the needle for people when they're doing, um, when when you go in, what's usually like something you see immediately
0: with, uh, with podcasts or just, okay. Um, things that move the needle immediately with or without, with or without the fact that they have an audience or not, mm-hmm. is their their uh, stubbornness when it comes to posting stuff and and sharing their content. Like part of pod, podcasting is a creational pot, it's creational process. Like there's a creating the, the episodes and content's great, but you also have to be a promoter and your biggest fan of your stuff. Like you know, put it great, good stuff, but you also got to promote it too. I got a guy, a friend of mine, who um, started a podcast. He started three this year. And he monetized all three of them. And I'm like, dude, how'd you do it? So I I interviewed him and he told me, he's like, Randy, he's got some team people who work for him, but he was the one pushing the needle. He had them sending links in DMs, in in Instagram. He had them doing watch parties. He had his team scheduling posts and making sure the guests shared. So he was very tenacious when it came to like, hey, I may not have the biggest following, but I'm going to make sure that as many people in my re- in my circle know about the great content that I'm creating. So a lot of people build a podcast and think, Oh, if I, if it's out on iTunes, and Apple and Stitcher, people find it and they'll listen like, well, no, there's a million other podcasts they listen to. And unless you put it in front of their, in front of their face with a good reason to listen, it's not gonna, it's not gonna grow as fast as you want it. And this is kind of like the flywheel effect. Like you got to work really hard in the beginning to get that flywheel going to get that, you know, kind of engine started. But once you do, people will like it, they'll, they'll share it and it'll be much, much easier. But, um, like you can control the amount of times or amount of links you share to people or like, say, if you created a podcast about podcasting, then all the people, you know, who are potentially going to share a pod, start a podcast, you can share that link to them in a DM, I created this episode, thought of you, you may like it, has some tips in here about X, Y, and Z. Um, that's within all of our reach, but I don't see a lot of people doing that. Um, and I get it cause it's hard. But that's yeah. one thing
1: for sure. Uh, that's a that's a huge uh, takeaway on that. Um, and then, so what do you see as far as for people that wanted to start but haven't? So, because you told me too, you've reached out mm-hmm. to people and said, hey, you wanted a podcast. And I mean, you're talking, but it's just on the average person. Uh, and then, you know, people that are maybe haven't thought about doing it. Like, um, what what's their biggest holdback you usually see?
0: Yeah, it was... It, it's, it was mine when I was 24 years old and like, it, it's, it's, you, you challenge yourself. I'm like, who am I to talk about what I want to talk about? Or who am I to interview the person, people I want to interview? They have this self-doubt and they're afraid of being judged. Uh, you know, like it's just way too much overthinking and fear going back to that. Hey, if you decide to make a podcast and do it, stick with it. Um, maybe no one will listen, but you'll have, you'll be able to get over that fear of, of starting. So they're afraid. A lot of times people are afraid to press, press publish. And share their thoughts because they're they're fearful that someone's gonna say, well, no, I disagree, or no, I don't think you're right. There, are you? Who are you to to say that? I mean, I was 24. I interviewed the guy who was like the head of brain research at Yale, and I had no business interviewing this guy. I saw him on <laughs> a TED talk, and I emailed him. I'm like, hey, dude, I love your talk. Do you want to jump my podcast? This is like three weeks old. This podcast at the time, and he and I was I had a lot of self doubt. I was like, man, this guy is a freaking Yale researcher. Uh, one of the head heads of the school and I'm a 24 year old, 23 year old kid who has a hospitality degree. <laughs> like it's a big, is a big gap here. You know what I mean? Um, so it's self doubt. And I think a lot of times people are kind of scared to put themselves out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a great point. It was, uh, I think that a lot of people think they're going to be terrible at it and they're usually right but you got to be terrible <laughs> at something before you can get better at it. Right. Exactly. Like if you don't take the swings, you can't, you know, you can't make it to the majors, you know? Right. If you're not, if you don't play a little league and you don't play, you know, it, generally, you got to, it's very few and far between someone's a natural at everything. Right. Right. So 100%. I know as for my, it was, a lot of it was, uh, just literally like doing it, you know, mm. I ended up, um, going. I ended up paying someone to help me launch it just because I was like, if I don't pay someone to do this, I'm never going to do it. Like I didn't right. pay them to do the work. I paid them and I was like, I can't spend this money and not do this. Like that was part yeah. of it for me. was like a, like a, a an accountability, right?
0: hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. It's like, look, I know I want to launch it. I know I need to, it's just like, but if I don't put money where my mouth is, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I get yeah. It. And it was like all these people and uh, I ended up doing, uh, you know, I was posting all over the place that I had something special coming on January 1st and everything else. And I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I didn't have any, of the episodes produced on New Year's <laughs> Eve <laughs> and I didn't have anybody to do it. I didn't know oh, how to good. do it. I didn't know anybody that was, I had someone that was supposed to line up that I was supposed to send them to. And I just kind of didn't. And, uh, I was literally in here, New Year's Eve, um, editing, learning how to edit and editing 12 episodes for the next morning. Wow. I had told, I had, and I had all this, like had all I had done on all these pre posts for launch. <laughs> oh man! I, I sat in here and taught myself audacity. I got a an engineer, a sound engineering yeah. degree, in about in, in a few hours, and was like, "Oh my gosh!" I had one side up with YouTube, and I was hitting play, and I had the audacity <laughs> up on the other side. And was like, "Okay," and then go to the next, yeah, part, and then the next part. do it. <laughs> oh man! It worked out. So yeah, it's a lot of uh. I'm I'm kind of a stereotypical uh, uh procrastinator until I feel the pressure, right? Got it, um, got it, okay, that makes sense. So where do you go, uh, so so what are you going into now? Like, what is your, what's the next step? So you help people launch, you help, you You consult on their, in, and do their agency stuff. Like, what are you going to do next in the podcasting world?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I find that podcasting is growing. It's cool. I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, cause that's, this is me too, but I think it, it lacks creativity. Um, mm. And I want to see it get more creative. Like, I'm, I'm not talking like creative content. I mean, like creative marketing strategies, creative, Like, how do we get more people to listen to it? How can we be more creative in our strategies and ways we reach out to people or or connect with people? So creativity and and, um, helping people with that. I think my next focus is really building a a community of people and and content um, and coaching around how to grow and monetize it. Because that's like, there's three big questions in podcasting. Number one, how do I launch it? Number two, how do I grow it? Number three, how do I make money with it? Those are the three, if you go to any Facebook group, those are the three hottest questions Bar, bar none um a million other technical questions underneath each of those as subcategories but those are the three big questions um we've solved the first one now i want to build a community and uh a really a place where people can go if they're serious about the other two
1: yeah um you yeah, because you mentioned it, earlier the guy launched three podcasts and monetized all of them what do you mean by that
0: so he's using sponsorships um from various places and he's also leveraging his existing like the guy owns a to give you a background, he owns a, a hotel in the Philippines. He has a lot of like Airbnb, short-term rental stuff all over the world. Um, so he's a creative guy. Um, but when I say monetize is that he's got consistent revenue from each podcast when it comes to sponsorships. And then he's also selling, I believe it's affiliate products, um, or course, products and things like that as, as well. But he's got sponsors for each of them.
1: Wow. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty impressive that he was able to pull sponsors in right off the bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's all about that out the outbound stuff he created. He also used for people who were curious about this use, uh, podcorn, mm-hmm. which is like a, a platform that brings together, you know, like podcasts and, and, and brands who want to sponsor podcasts and gives them a place to kind of like connect and talk about
1: that. I've seen that I get their emails. Have you ever had any experience with that?
0: I have not, I'm really tempted to go in there and play around with it. It's just like, how much time am I really doing? Like, you know, can I get someone else to do it for me to experiment? And tell me how it goes.
1: If um, you need a popcorn agency. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> that's kind of me um, too. Like I click in it and I'm like, okay, this looks cool. I'll check it out another time. Like I don't want to, I haven't dug right. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, well, that's pretty fantastic, man. And so um, I, it sounds like you've really used this to open up your network. Has that been, totally. has that been a result for you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm a, a natural connector and like, I love building relationships with people. So for me, the podcast is just an easy way to do that um, and create great content at the same time. I like, but sometimes if I can, you know, kill two birds with one stone connection and content, it's great. So, so for me, yeah, that's been it huge, been huge for me. Like I know even when I was back selling fitness stuff, I made my best money when I was selling to people in parties or in like when I meant to went to events and I just connected with them and they usually became a client. Um, so I knew that I had that skill or some natural ability. I don't, I don't know which, which one, but, um, podcasting helped kind of put that energy in a, in a focused area to help me grow. So yeah, it definitely did.
1: Yeah. I find it opens a lot of doors. Tons, you know. Like you kind of mentioned well, you're like I'm a 24 year old, you know, uh, hospitality graduate, and then <laughs> I'm interviewing a Yale researcher because he just reached <laughs> out, and it's just for me. Like sometimes I'm shocked. I have people now that they I, they have these like podcast guest setting things, I guess, and I guess yeah. they, I don't know how they find me, but I get I'm in this circle now, and so they're bringing me people. Like I interviewed like a guy who manages like four billion dollars the other day, you know. and I'm like. <laughs> I would have never met them and I get to pick their brain. It's amazing for me. That's what I said in the beginning of this. This was like kind of selfish because like I really enjoy the, right. the people that it opens up the doors to for me. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. just and let me was, into their world a little bit, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. It's so nice too. Once you like connect with them, and bring them on your show, like they'll do things for you that they'll normally charge for for yeah. free. You know what I mean? So, And that's always not the ultimate goal, but it's always cool. It's a nice benefit at the end of the day
1: yeah no it's opened up tons of doors for me and so um well, listen man i want to uh i want to thank you for coming in and i want to see if you have any last thoughts you want to kind of leave the audience with
0: yeah i would definitely say um what we talked about before about the advice like there's tons of advice out there um watch where you're getting your advice from and and look at like people who've done it before and get the advice from them uh and and that's what i would say like easiest way to find do something is to find someone that already done it and and you know work with them to get it done
1: Far yeah on. i i couldn't agree with you more um and and don't be afraid to reach out right yes i think yeah. you're gonna find the, the afraid of the rejection the fear of the rejection stops people from doing it but you will actually i believe you'll be you'll find it's the other way around it's the people who are willing to step out that people want to help yep right? Big
0: time, big time,
1: man. Well, listen, Louis, I wish I could talk to you for much longer. We're going to do the high impact series next, but, um, uh, so make sure you listen up for that. And then, but I also, uh, where do people find out about where they can find out more things about what you and what you're doing, if they want to interest in podcasts and you're just a general following along with you.
0: Um, cool. So I think the best place to go would be probably podcastdomination.co. Uh, that's every, don't, don't go to podcastdomination.com. I don't have that domain, so I don't know where it'll
1: take (laughs) you. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm not responsible for that one. But podcastdomination.co is probably the best place to connect there. There's links to the Facebook group and everything else. Yeah, the Facebook Um,
1: group, you guys, you provide so much value in there. So I really appreciate it and thank you for that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, listen, man, thank you for coming on. Um, money talkers with me and, uh, and I'll put uh, a link in this from the show notes podcast, PodcastDomination.co. Make sure you guys check out Lewis. find him on Facebook. The guy provides unbelievable amount. he has be very humble about how much stuff he puts out there for free, just to help other podcasters and, and other business owners and things. And, uh, it's been a great Facebook group that I've joined. And so, uh, make sure you check that out. What's the name of the Facebook group on that so that people can go find it in the search.
0: Um, the so the best place to go is it's called podcasting for entrepreneurs um, and then start scale monetize is the one we'll be focusing on right now. Like that's like the one I'm really active in. So the best place to go to get the latest content.
1: Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Cody, this is fun. Thanks again, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin.